Hello, can you hear me? Hi, Basi, how are you? I'm good. Let me see if I can bring up the volume on your side. Uh, okay. okay, I can hear you. Uh, can your volume go up any louder on your oh, side? Oh, that, oh, that's much better, whatever you just did. Let's do that. Stay there. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, welcome to House of Pride Radio. It's a pleasure to have you finally. I've been listening to your music for the last couple of years. Super excited to have you on as a guest. How are you? Uh, thank you. That's so sweet. I'm, so sweet. I'm good, thank you. Um, where Where are you actually right now? Uh, I'm in America, Los Angeles. Oh, you're in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought I was calling down under. Um, hey, I wonder if the connection would be um, stronger if you just called into the radio station. Do you ha can you do that from your cell phone? Do you think? Because uh, I, I, I yeah. hear because it sounds a little tinny right now. So here, um, people don't care if I give out the number. They call us anyways all the time. It's <laughs> my, it's, sorry, it's my headset. Um, I wonder if I can just do it on speaker. Okay. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works better. Uh, is this better? Yeah, it's better. And I love your accent, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, wow. Well, great. Yeah, that's better. So let's jump right in it. Like right now, you're currently number 10 on the Pride Top 30 with Tough, which is your song that's mature now but you have a new song coming out before we get into the new song um tell us a little bit about tough um that's a, a collaboration yes it's a collaboration with um gt of vice and um did you write this tough or is it co-written yes i i wrote it uh, i had an, an another writer uh, that work on it with me but yes i love it so um have you always had the um you know the creative juices in you as a, at a young age to to write music and uh to be musical when did it all start for you yeah no 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 i I've, i always wanted to from a young age i knew i wanted to do this but um i ended up going and studying i, I got a degree in architecture and but yeah, this was always my dream. And then after I finished my architecture degree, I started pursuing it and then it just happened for me. So I was I was definitely meant to do this. <laughs> was... Absolutely. And we thank you for, for pursuing your creative dreams. Uh, do, you, do you work, um, do you build buildings as well on the side? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't done that since I finished my degree. Okay. Um, so uh, so the, the song that we have at number 10, folks, is tough. You've heard it. We've played it a few times. Uh, but we want to talk about the new song, too, which is called Pieces. And I just listened to it for the first time this morning. And oh, my fucking God. Excuse my language. But it is hot. Um, tell us a little about how that came to be. 
Yeah, um, thank you. I really love this song so much. Um, it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written, but it's such a beautiful song. And it was inspired by my husband, who I just recently married this year. And I just, I really felt that this person came into my life and built me up, you know, piece by piece, literally, like as the song says. And before that, I was lost or broken or incomplete. I mean, I wouldn't say completely broken, but I just, yeah, there was this piece of me that was not there. And um, he came into my life and I just thought, wow, this is a really beautiful soul and a good person. And um, just, I, I didn't know this kind of love existed, you know, um, after oh. having like sh a string, a string of shitty relationships. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just, so then I wrote it. Um, and then I was like, I really want to do a big explosive you know, nostalgic house record. I mean, I love house and I want like a pop leaning dance house record. So who should I get to do it? So then I thought, oh, you know what? Bingo players could be really cool for this kind of vibe. So yeah, we just sort of went back and forth. He loved the idea and, you know, I cut the vocal here to piano chords and, and then we just went back and forth and I had an idea of a direction and that's, that's how it came together. And then um, the final piece of it was Disco Fries, the other act that's on it. They jumped on at the very end and we just had them, you know, add some things to the record. And it was just a really magical uh, combination of, of production on this record for me. Absolutely. Um, folks, let's have a, a, a listen, a, a bit, not the whole song, just a, you know, a sampling of pieces by Vasi. Here we go. Vasi, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you. And if you're feeling the vibe on that, you go right now to all the musical distribution sites and download pieces by Vasi, Bingo Players, and Disco Fries. <laughs> Are you still with us, Vasi? I'm here, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, hey, <laughs> congratulations on, on your marriage, first of all. Um, and, you know, what a gift it is to for two people to find each other and have it be the real deal, true love. That is hard to find. So all of us, um, House Pride Music, uh, House Pride Radios, uh, want to um, convey congratulations. We love that. That's a great story. Um, and Thank you. You're welcome. And it's what's even more beautiful is that from that relationship, you as an artist have given us in the world pieces. It's a really hot song. Um, is it on Spinning Records? At the label? It is, yes. There, yeah, it sounds spinning and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I like, uh, Spinning Records has been on my radar. They've charted on Pop 30 a few times over the last couple of years. Can you, do you know a little bit about their story? Are they based in L.A. too? No, they're from the Netherlands. Oh, okay. 
Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm vibing on that record label as well. Um, so how long have you been living in uh, LA now? I've been here for many years. I mean, my, my career really took off over here in the US. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm American now, really. <laughs> okay, yay. Um, are you, you know, the coronavirus, that whole saga for the last two years really like put a damper on um, creative uh, folks getting, um, uh, you know, going out and con touring and performing. I was talking to Christine W and, you know, it's like everything just stopped, but we're out of the woods, it seems. Uh, what do you have um, in the works in, in terms of uh, performing in front of a live audience? Oh, well, I was, I've been doing shows all year. Oh. I mean, I, I was booked, yeah, I was booked on several Pride festivals and I just finished performing the halftime show for the NBA Nuggets in Denver. And I just, you know, I did Denver Pride and um, I'm actually performing the following week in New York. Um, and then I'm doing um, Atlantic City and then I'm doing uh, Kuala Lumpur for New Year's Eve. And then I'm performing in Australia um, for Pride in Sydney. So it's it's good. I mean, it was obviously dead during COVID, but things have opened up again now, thank God. Awesome. Uh, where can folks go to uh, follow you? What's the What are the best places? Yeah, just, I mean, you know, I'm on Instagram a lot, so that's probably the best place. Um, or TikTok. I mean, not TikTok, sorry, Twitter. I hate TikTok, but <laughs> um, I'm on there, but I hate it. Everyone everyone hates um, TikTok yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I really just like to stick to one platform. I'm so over all these platforms. Too many. But, um, yeah, really, on my website. But any, just follow me anywhere, like if it's Facebook you like. or I'm just Vassy on everything. So, so. Awesome. That, that's awesome. I hope you uh one of these days you guys will come up to uh san francisco if you uh just putting oh, yeah, just planting yeah, a seed awesome. <laughs> maybe maybe headline yeah, the sure. the pride in june here that would be fun or or something even a bigger venue i'd like to come and do a pride yeah pride in san francisco that would be fun yeah have have your manager check it out on they have their own web page and everything um but okay. uh yeah that that would be super fun um you you know have you performed in san francisco in the past it's probably i don't know um not recently but i have years ago yeah okay yeah i was gonna say you'll you'll love it here in june it's, um well it's probably be foggy but uh it's still be fun <laughs> um vasi uh how many you've had several billboard club chart hits is that correct can you talk a little bit about that yeah i mean i've had over eight number ones on billboard um is that what you mean or yeah or? that's exactly what i mean i i love bill i'm a big billboard fan and uh um i know that the dance club chart has is on hiatus for a couple years uh hopefully it'll come back but um Wow, that's quite quite a, a record you have your your um, feathers in your cap. Uh, what do you think? What do fans uh, think would request the most? Is there one song or two songs that are the 
are the biggest for you? Um, it just depends. I mean, different ones have done well at radio that have gone number one at radio. And then others have done really well at, um, uh, you know, on Billboard and um, ARIA, like different charts. So uh, I don't know. I get. I mean, everyone loves Bad. Obviously, my record with David Guetta, that's a big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Secrets is popular, obviously, with Tiesto. But then a lot of my solo records, like Concrete Heart and Lost with Afrojack and Nothing to Lose. Um, and my recent single that went number one, Chase. People really like that one a lot. Um, and then Pieces. I, there's a lot of people love Tough as well. Just depends. But yeah, no, I get really good, you know, um, reaction to everyone has different tastes, which is cool. Yeah, Pieces is already up to uh, over 100,000 views on YouTube, on, only two weeks out. Congratulations. Uh, folks, you can describe to Vasi too on, on the YouTube channel. Um, and. S- Again, just you gotta, you know, if you're just discovering Vasi, I'm really just getting into your brand now too. I'm so super excited. I mean, the the quality of the work is just top notch, and you have a killer voice. Uh, go and download the Vasi collection, folks. Uh, you can't go wrong. It is. It'll get you up dancing. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, I guess I will let you go. You probably are busy in L.A. I'm uh, just using zoom for the first time so i'm just a little little rusty on it but i'll, I'll get there next time and I, I just wanted to extend an invitation to you to come back anytime you are uh, promoting a new song or touring in the area we would love to hear from you here on house of pride radio of course it would be my pleasure yeah next time i come up to san francisco i'll come by and see you guys at the station that would be that would be awesome absolutely that would be Awesome. I would love that. Well, let's go out now with one of your solos, uh, Nothing to Lose. That was a great song. And uh, we'll talk to you again. Lots of love and take care, hon. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support, you guys. Thank Ab- you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. I got no money. All right, bye. Bye. I don't mind the fancy plane to get me high.
Yes, uh, Vasi, we love her. Let's hear a, a little bit more of the new song now, Pieces by Vasi and Bingo Players, featuring Disco Fries, and then we'll be right back with one of my favorite souls on this earth, Mr. Patrick O'Connor. So don't go anywhere. House Pride Radio. Yes, go get your copy of Pieces. Download it now. Vasi, we love her. She'll be back again in the future, I hope. I didn't scare her off. Right now, we're going to go from L.A. to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, to speak with one of my favorite uh, friends in the world, Mr. Patrick O'Connor. Are you there? (laughs) I'm here. Hey, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm good, too. Thank you. Thanks for... (laughs) Coming on live for the first time on House Pride Radio. It's a pleasure to have you. It's so exciting. (laughs) Yes. Sit down. Don't stand up fast. Uh, Well, um, (laughs) what shall we talk about? Well, let me just say that folks listening to us now, um, you know, Patrick is a performer in the truest sense and uh, a creative and one of the best senses sense of humor uh, I've ever met in a person all combined uh, killer looks he's got it going on um, and he used to be uh, a resident of San Francisco but moved can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> your time in San Francisco what you liked about it and then ultimately why did you hightail it out of here girl <laughs> sure um, I got San Francisco was like it was like this, like dream place for us when we were there in the in the late eighties, early nineties, um, and then towards the millennium, it started to really, really change. You know, um, I think we we were sort of there during its last sort of bohemian era, and um, and that's what I loved about it. And it was very expensive, you know, living there, being kind of like starving artists, but. We somehow managed to afford to live there in our little hobbles, you know, our various little hobbles, our railroad flats, um, and, you know, have these lives. And, um, of course, that are now just kind of like bits of nostalgia because it was so idyllic seeming. Um, You know, and we did that. We performed. We did our art and um, kind of had these cool lives, you know. Um, and it was just, it was fun, you know, it's like San Francisco was, uh, San Francisco is just a beautiful place or was a beautiful place, you know, um, to me, Mm -hmm. 
um, kind of like the ideal. Um, I was born there. I, I didn't grow up there, but um, I think my instinct was to come back there after I, you know, graduated from college. And um, I went there on a total whim, you know. Um, and then the reason why I left, um, the dot-com thing happened, and all of these creepy things started happening to my friends. And, you know, the, that whole era with, um, with what we were doing was kind of coming to a close, you know. Things were changing. Um, I can remember this, this friend of mine uh, became like this millionaire overnight because he had stock options in a dot-com that went public and he was like a receptionist or something and he, he suddenly was driving around in this, this Porsche, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was just weird. It was a weird scene, man. I had to get out. <laughs> a lot of people left. Now, when you were... Uh, here in San Francisco, living, um, you were, um, you were going, you were acting, and um, you were involved in the Sick and Twisted Theater Group, which is um, a celebrated um, group of folks. <laughs> During a time when I think clubs like uh, Clubstitute were, were all the rage, and eventually Tranny Shack. I mean, it was a, it's its own special place and time would you say yes, yes uh, absolutely absolutely and you were one of the leads in the lead actors getting a lot of gigs most likely um i saw you around the town that was about the time i moved to for the first time and uh yeah i mean i feel like a lot of folks you know weren't even of age then but f a lot there are a lot of survivors from that period some still here, like Tony Vagley still lives here. Um, right. A few other people. Um, looking back, does it feel magical to you too? Was it special for you, or how Absolutely. do you feel? About it? Yeah. It was very, it was very special. Um, you know, um, of course, a lot of us are doing a lot of drugs, and that was part of the whole thing. And that's kind of you know a moment of what made it sort of magical. <laughs> like all we had all the plates spinning at the same time. <laughs> um, I guess like I was able to do like the fun stuff and the recreational stuff and, and also, you know, the artistic stuff. And I I just remember having a lot of energy. But we all I think all of us like sort of belong to this sort of kind of what felt like an underground set. Like we weren't, um, we weren't, we didn't feel mainstream. We didn't do mainstream things. I think all of us kind of came from, were cultivated out of, um, you know, a misfit class of people. And um, San Francisco kind of was like this, like receptacle for all the misfits. Like I was a misfit kid, you know. Like, um, and then the Sick and Twisted Players, the, the theater group was kind of like, you know, the theater. The theater an analog for that um you know yeah where uh yeah. where where are you you said you were born in san francisco i didn't realize that i i was born i was actually born there yes but i wasn't i wasn't paid there oh yeah um yeah i i was adopted there actually california was the only was the only state that allowed 
newly adopted adopted children to be um, to be immigrated out of the country, and that's what plans my parents had for me after they adopted me. Because my father was a, was an airline pilot with Pan Am, and um, he was assigned to um, a base in Hong Kong in 1967 when I was born. So as soon as I as soon as the the ink dried on the adoption paperwork, I was out of there. Gotcha. Took me to Hong Kong as a newborn. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, and then just kind of like by by and by, I managed to get back there after I was on the East Coast my whole life, my my upbringing. Looking looking back, uh, what um. Looking back at your time at a Sick and Twisted, is there one or two um, leads or parts in, the, in one of the plays that really stand out for you that that you really were thankful that you were a part of? Okay. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Um, probably the, the most memorable was, um, and it wasn't a big role, but it was a fun sort of kind of, um, good little role, which was um, playing John Travolta's role in Carrie. Oh. <laughs> Carrie was one of those um, sick and twisted plays that they did like in rep every year around Christmas time or Halloween, maybe. Um, and so it, it would it would draw this this fan, you know kind of this this, this groupy uh, you know fan base um, that they had developed over the years. And um, they would usually perform, you know, in these ramshackle theater spaces all over town, you know, holes in the wall, basically. But yes. by that time, that was in 19, I, I want to say 1990, uh, 1993 or four, maybe, mm-hmm. um, or maybe later. I, I can't remember what year. It was, it was mid-90s. They had sort of developed enough following, enough clout as sort of this legitimate um theatrical group um, that, you know, they, they wanted, I remember they wanted to rent in, into a, into a, you know, a legitimate theatrical space. And so um, that year we were in the conservatory, new conservatory theater, which was, I think, it, I don't know if it's still there, but it's, it's on the corner of Van Ness and Market. And um, it drew a crowd and, um, Remember, our Armistead Maupin was in the audience, which was so fabulous. Amazing. That was, yeah, that was like, it was so kind of just the essence of, you know, everything was, it was like just a great synergy because, you know, he had just, um, the, the, um, the television series, um, uh, what what is it called? Um, Tales of the City. About the Tales of the City. Yeah. Had just kind of you know come on the scene and people were abuzz from that and um and then to have him in the audience was just it was just it was super cool you know it was like, wow yeah did he it, did he it laugh? Felt, it felt Do you remember? <laughs> Do you think he, he enjoyed loved, him? He loved it. Yeah. He, he loved it, you know, and he loved it. He loved that it. it was like very much in the spirit of the San Francisco sort of. I don't know. Bread and Circus Theater, you know, very on vanguard. Theater, <laughs> yes, avant garde, yes, exactly. Yeah, well, avant garde, just like a shoestring, you know, like <laughs> the cast consisted of of 
you know, a lot of a lot of drag characters and drag personalities, and then just kind of a, it was wacky. <laughs> and and you know, I still have a VHS. For, for lack of a budget, you know, there, you you had to be very creative. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh like God. like I remember one scene describe how describe how um the character of Carrie which was actually played by Tony Bakley in some Bagley, right? odd, you know. That was interesting. But describe how the character of Carrie and the mother uh who I I can't remember who was she was played by. Uh, do, do you remember? Well, the mother was played by Omelin. That's um, right. Can you describe for our listening audience how they um, acquired the the execution of um, of what the scene when the the mother is um, impaled numerous times by uh, sharp <laughs> kitchen utensils? Yeah, I mean, we had like I think we had it was it, they actually had rigged <laughs> some some like you know, actual sharp implements on strings and everything, so they sort of flew toward her, but in, like, a very <laughs> obvious way. You know, like, um, yes, like a metal kite. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but to me, and I was, I was actually, I have to take some credit for some of the, for some of the sight gags in that performance, in that particular production, because um, there just are so many opportunities, you know, to, to have a campy sort of thing. And there's a scene when Carrie is, you know, going beginning her rampage in the school gym. And of course, you know, <laughs> the, uh, oh, God. <laughs> there's this scene where the gym teacher, um, who's played by Betty Buckley in the movie, who played the mother in eight is enough. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically is, uh, killed um, because Carrie causes this basketball hoop, which has been suspended up into the sort of rafters of the gymnasium. Right, um, right. Every gym they for the show, right. Yeah. and it comes down and like and it cuts her, slices her in half. And so, Classic <laughs> scene. We actually rigged this um, cardboard of you know basketball backboard with the hoop and everything and it would come down from the flies but it was so flimsy of course that it made no impact it kind of lightly bounced off um the guy the drag queen that played um the character who did an amazing job oh who was that michael Michael, and i can't remember his last name michael finn no flynn i can't tell you oh okay so good though because he played this kind of monster Betty Buckley character (laughs) (laughs) and 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 there was this he played up this sort of like lesbian overtone that sort of took place between her character and Carrie's and it was really really twisted um but he does this sort of pirouette (laughs) like on his he's wearing character shoes of all things like as part of his costume doing her yeah (laughs) <laughs> and she, she just does these like pirouettes away from like the basketball that just recently sliced him in half and of course like you know he's, he's like vomiting blood or something and oh. it was just it's a it's a scene stealer <laughs> it really was it, i mean and and the person that actually 
filmed the, you know a video of the performance. Um, you know, added a couple of little you know, sort of like Star Trek vibrations. You know, uh, you know, like the bridge. You know what I'm talking about? So, you know, like when there's mm-hmm. turbulence or something. And so he was filming the scene when Carrie is going on her rampage, like sort of like at at angles. It, 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 anyway. <laughs> Classic material, folks. Uh, I think Tony has. P- <laughs> if you haven't had an experience of sick and twisted uh, treatment, I think Tony uh, vaguely has posted it. He he painstakingly preserved the video and transferred it digitally. Yeah. So now you can go on YouTube, I believe, and and find many of those famous scenes uh, that we're talking about right now. <laughs> I mean, you won't be disappointed. I, I particularly like how, like, when um, Sissy SpaceX character played by um, Tony Vagley and um, the mom played by Omawin, uh the knife actually whizzes across the room but actually stops um, in the middle between the two women because there wasn't enough like you know gravitational pull <laughs> on the string <laughs> it wasn't tart enough the string you know the, the devil's in the details <laughs> yeah and then and then it's up to the characters to come up with them some clever line to like you know compensate and i think Om- Om- said there's something about the devil. I think, oh, God, I want to remember because it really was funny. She pulled it out of the hat. It was like, oh, the devil's clever or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, I mean, this is what took it above and beyond. It's like people really had to um, find solutions and ways out of things like that in a, you know, yeah. s- satirical way. Really. Yeah. It was a mixture of yeah. improvis- improvisation and on vanguard. And the script. Yeah. You know, because Tony had that sick and twisted vision, and uh, and it all just worked for how many years was it? Do you think? No, it started with a, a personality by the name of Diet uh, Diet Postitute. Mm-hmm. Diet Postitute. Do you know, do you know, do you remember that name or? No, but is that how the club post- prostitute got started? I, I think so. Yeah, and so this sort of constituency of, of like friends basically were this original sort of spearhead acting talent in this uh, group and that was as early on as I want to say probably the mid 80s maybe the, the late to mid 80s and then so the group though was together probably I want to say 10 a, a solid decade you know and there were always like the regular sort of the regulars um like Lee Crow was in. Oh quite yes. A few of them. Uh, um, 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 uh, um, I, 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 I see, and I'm not good with the names, but um, <laughs> the names, the names, yeah. But there was, you know, this this core of them, and so I, I remember when I got cast, so I felt really, I felt, you know, I felt I was being welcomed into this, you know, mm-hmm. kind of this cool group of people and um anyway yeah good times (laughs) (laughs) uh but you know it's funny because uh it's not funny it's 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 really like uh to me it's fascinating that that 
that time and place was like a generation of creative folks who've left their left their mark and um you know and then like every generation has their their group of folks who come together and do amazing things in san francisco like that's happening now with so-and-so and and this camp and that camp it's just it just goes on and on it's a magical place it has a lot of shitty things about it but it has it's still (laughs) it still retains a sense of like community that thrives enough that you can come here and and express yourself the way you feel you need to like there is that freedom absolutely yeah it defies all conventions it's very much like a european city yeah, so there's still, you know, still Scottish thing, especially if you're, you know, you're living in some small ass town in the Midwest and stuff. Right. To, you know, this is like, you know, um, Oz or something. It's like Mecca. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, like, it's like it's like Emerald City. Or, you know. But you are now living on the East Coast in in uh, in in the state of Florida, which on the surface yeah. people were like, "Oh, I want to go to Florida. It sounds such a great place, you know, warm and palm trees." But <laughs> what's the reality there? Can you tell us a little the bit about it? Is that is a big, <laughs> yeah, is that that's a big deception. Um, Florida is. I, I'd say if I was to write any kind of um, you know autobiographical memoir type thing. It would, it would center more on Florida than it would California because California was, in a way, so idyllic that it was boring. But here in Florida, um, you know, it, 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 there's a surreal quality to, to Florida that is unlike anywhere I've ever lived. And I've lived in quite a few places um, on the East Coast, West Coast. Um, you know, I lived in Brazil for a little while, but Florida takes the cake in terms of um, I, my my theory is that Florida is the place to go when you've got a shady past, and it literally is made up of a population of people, of individuals who kind of have shady pasts, who want to go and reinvent themselves, and so. Um, yes, go to the Sunshine sh- so, State if you if you you know have a shady past come out from the exactly reveal exactly. there you go exactly <laughs> yeah it's like um and, and a new beginning consequently what happens what happens is, is these people are exalted by other shady people and so it's almost like the cream of the shitty rises to the top here it's, it's very twisted is it more concentrated um, in in some cities than others in florida well, you've got you know your major metropolitan areas, um, Miami being almost ex- excluded from that because Miami is so completely, really separated in the same way like New York City is separated, you know, or, or different from the rest of the state of New York. Um, <clears throat> but then the bigger cities like Fort Lauderdale and Tampa are both have both you know very big gay communities. But I don't know. There's something. <laughs> there are a lot of ex-Californians here now, and I, I sort of feel like the only vibrancy that is original to Florida is ultimately from you know gay people from elsewhere, like New York and California. I hate to say that, folks, but it's it's kind of true. And the rest of y'all are a bunch of crazy rednecks. <laughs> um, yeah. 
and it's um, it's weird. I don't love it here for sure. And if I could, if I could afford to move back to San Francisco or California in general, I, I definitely would. But um, you know, I yeah. don't have that fight in me like I, I used to to deal not only with big cities but to be able to afford just the cost of living. You know, nor do I have that. Um, I don't really have that sort of artistic drive that I used to. Um, but but I also think that Florida definitely has an audience for it, you know, in just about every sector of the arts. Yeah. Um, Tony's you know, Ronnie, Tony vaguely uh, just sidebar is saying hello from the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, I I didn't ask him why he's in there, but um. I did ask him if I can just call him anyways in a few minutes <laughs> from his hospital bed. Um, I could do it using Facebook Messenger, but I don't I don't think he's the type that would do, say yes. I'm waiting for his response. But we love you, Tony. He definitely, he, he definitely would, but you know, not, we don't necessarily do that. But hi, Tony, and if you are listening, is he listening? I don't think he's listening, but he will be when I send him this link later. So go ahead. What, awesome. What's your message to Tony, Patrick? No, just it, it's very timely that he's that he's that vaguely has called. You know. Yeah. In our conversation about the sick and twisted player. Awesome. Um, so yeah, Patrick says hello <laughs> <laughs> from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> So do you have a nice backyard with a palm tree or anything like that? Coconuts? Okay, so Jacksonville is <laughs> Jacksonville has a much more um, southeastern U.S. Uh, climate and and vibe than it does a real Florida vibe. Um, it, uh, when I lived down south uh, in West Palm Beach, there was there's a definite Florida vibe with white sand beaches and palm trees. And vacationers, whereas Jacksonville is kind of like a real city, you know, like a real, just plain old city. And it's pretty here. Um, it's it's picturesque. Uh, we have beautiful live oaks with uh, Spanish moss, similar to like what people might picture Savannah to be like. Um, fairly nice architecture. Uh, my backyard is still, um, you know, sort of. It's it's it, it, it's something for me to deal with in the future, but I, I have a I have a large backyard here. Um, nothing like I ever would have been able to have in California, of course. Um, but I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have you know that I'm living on a quarter acre, which is like immense for anybody that's lived like in a city. Um, and I have to do something with it, but. I have some beautiful trees, uh, no palm trees, um, you know, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs, who needs sick and twisted theater there when the community is just already shady and, (laughs) you know, brings a unique flavor to the, to the room, I guess. Do you have, have you met friends there? (laughs) Are you dating any anybody? <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm not really. Um, you know, I have one sort of constant or reliable companion friend, sort of 
you know what? At our age, when you move to a new city, it's hard as fuck to meet people. Excuse my language. Um, you know, and people are are surprisingly not outgoing here, like you would expect. You, I mean, because it does have this sort of genteel southern quality to it, but by no means are people actually genteel. Um, I have neighbors like that I can see right now at my, my window that have not even like welcomed me to the, to the neighborhood yet. What? And that's they didn't bring a, a pie or some kind of no casserole or something. I think, <laughs> I think because they did some kind of background check on me before I, you know, actually moved. Oh, they Google Googled you. <laughs> yes, and they saw that I was, you know, for them, probably the point of interest was that you know I'm a registered Democrat and oh yeah, um, by and large. Jacksonville is a red city in a red state, and um, they take their red very seriously here, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, sidebar, uh, Tony says uh, uh, he has an oxygen mask on, but uh, oh no! But he still wants to do it, but we we'll have to like go if a doctor walks in. So I'm going to just try to call him now and see yes. if we can do a three-way. I don't know if this works. Catch him in. Yeah. Sure, hailing frequencies are open. Yeah, let's try it. Let's send. <laughs> hopefully, the gods will work in our favor here. Uh, let's see, where are we at? Am I in? Oh, I'm in Safari. You know what I have to do first is get out of Safari and go to Chrome. So let me do that. <laughs> There's always something. <laughs> this is never. There's so many steps sometimes. Uh, it's so complicated. <laughs> Oh my God! I tell you, uh, I don't know if I can handle the technology. All right, here we're gonna try it, Patrick. I wonder if it'll be audible. Oh, did you hear that beep? I did hear that. Yeah. So that's a good sign, right? Here we go. Yeah. All right. Goodness. It's loud. Very loud. He just Hello? just has to answer. <laughs> Come on, Tony. Reach, reach for that phone. Oh, you're not reaching for the phone. It's you have to be online. Did he just go offline? <laughs> what? He thinks I. I think he thinks I'm calling him on his telephone. Maybe. All right. Like his room. Oh. Let's see. We'll just keep trying throughout our conversation. <laughs> We're out of <laughs> um, oh, hello. Hi, hello. Oh, I thought that was him. No, I'm gonna try in a second. Uh, again, ask him if he can call you. Can he call in? Um, either or. That would be like a party line. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling him through <laughs> messengers because I can't. There's only one line on the actual landline which you're on right now. Oh right. right. Yeah. What you don't have a total phone? We need to get one here. I know. It's just such a shit show here. <laughs> Remember when phones, like, like you could hit the receiver and it and total it over to another call? Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what that's what um, Connecticut Bell called it, a total phone. Let me see. You could actually, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to just keep trying. I'll start, I'll start a video chat, see if that works any better. At least it's a robust ring. <laughs> All 
Okay, Tony. I, I think on his side, he just has to hit like a red telephone symbol. Uh, I mean, a green telephone symbol. <laughs> it might take a while. One of those buttons at the bottom of the phone. Yes, on on the screen. But you know, he has an oxygen mask on. And uh, hello, is anyone there? <laughs> Tony, can you hear me? Uh, well. It was a glamorous idea. Let's see. <laughs> I'll just I'll just try one more time. All right. Can you can you actually hear the telephone ringing sound? I can hear it very robust. It's a very robust ring. Yeah. But do you think that if, if it was a direct path into his room, that it would either does it stop ringing after a while? Is that what yeah, I, well, well I, I just end the call after like a few tries. Oh, hello? Hello? Tony. Tony, are you there? Tony? <laughs> All right, well, I guess, I guess we're going to have to just move forward then. Yeah, well, his profile came up, so it's like I feel like he's online, but he can't hear me. Let's see, I'm not Maybe mute. He can't talk. I mean, you know, he does have an oxygen mask on. He might have. I think we know that. Do you think he's on painkillers as well, and maybe it's just going to take a a little well, longer? A, he might not be able to actually talk. Well. Let's see. Oh, he hung up on us. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. If he can hear us, if he can hear us, we can just um, send our love. All right, let's just try one more time. Okay, wait. He's sending a message. <laughs> Fuck you all. No. Oh, connection lost. The Wi-Fi here sucks. Oh, that's what it is. If you're at the hospital, the Wi-Fi is shitty. What hospital is he at? Oh, let me ask him. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to pare this down in post production so it's not so long gated. Sure. So like it rings once and then. Yeah. 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 God, technology. It works and it. It, oh, it works and it doesn't work. He can't even hear me. Uh, here. All right. Well. Uh, well, I'm starting. I'm starting to feel like the second banana. <laughs> I mean, it is 2022. Why can't they have strong Wi-Fi at the uh, hospital? People need that. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, at least we know this is an option. <laughs> Hello. I hear now an echo. Okay. Forget it. I can't do this anymore. All right. <laughs> who else can we bug? Now I can like just ghost everyone who's ever who's online. This is so exciting. Yeah. Uh, should we call Peppa Gomez? Do you know who that is? <laughs> I don't. She's in Miami. She's she's a producer. Uh, but anyways, Where? yeah, she's like in your state, girl. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. 
just like all the rest of them. Yeah. Um. So, did I ask you how the dating life is in Jacksonville? Um, the dating life sucks. Mm. It really sucks. I mean, it's it's even worse than it than it was down in West Palm Beach. I don't know where these queens get the idea that um, there's the next best thing around the corner because there ain't. And, um, you know, it's like, it's crazy. What's yeah. all that, that? There's not static on there. What, what? That's some interference going on. I think we're having a solar prominence. Yeah. Oh, Tony says she's at UCSF. Where is that? Is that the one by Stanyard Street? Yeah, in Cold Valley. Where? Oh, UCSF. That's that's way out there, you know, in Petrero Hill. Oh, that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the big general hospital. Isn't that what they call it? San Francisco General. Oh, no, no, no. no. He's, in the, uh, he's at UCSF. He's at the, you know, the inner rich, the inner sunset. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That, That's where, like, yeah, that's a pretty good one, I hear. He's in good hands. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, 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 I'll just say we're sending, sending, uh, sending love or whatever. It sounds good. All right, and we'll get, we'll, we'll figure it out next time. We'll plan it better. <laughs> Trying to do interviews on the cusp, just like, you know, imp- improvisational interviews. <laughs> Not nothing bother, nothing bugs a person more than getting like a message on your phone. Can you do a live interview? <laughs> right now, with no prep. <laughs> Oh my God! You know, just quality work here, Mike. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, well, at least he's responsive. He still has a pulse. So, yeah, it's the signal. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, he was a willing participant. I love that. What a good sport. <laughs> I hope he gets better. I don't really know what's wrong with him. I got to read his posts. Did you? Did, what? Did you know something? I gotta go and see myself because okay. I have to go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exciting Thursday night, Jesus. It sure is. Let me tell you. Walmart. Well, you know how Safeways, Safeways cruisy. I mean, is Walmart cruisy in Jacksonville? No, it's not. I just, I'm, I just, it gets me out of the house once in a while. Yeah. Can you walk there? <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I can't even walk there, no. What's in walking distance? Anything? Nothing. There is nothing. In, this is like a big, spread out, geographically spread out city. It's ridiculous. If you don't have a car, you're kind of up Ships Creek without a paddle and um, almost, to, almost to the same, if not greater extent than if you lived in L.A. I mean, now now LA has some decent public transportation, you know. Oh, so you're you're in the um, in the residential it's area. A, it's a very suburban type got, of city. Got you. Words, yes, I live I live in a, I live in a, a very suburban, but not a not a tacky ass crack suburban. Not I'm like, talking about yeah a class act. Yeah, you found a property in the upper crusts of society. I did, but I figured if I'm living in Jacksonville, if I can't make the upper crust there, then. You can't make it anywhere. You know. <laughs> yeah, then I might as well just buy a trailer. Home. You have to move to Savannah. <laughs> Something. Actually, not I not even Charleston. Savannah. I like Savannah. 
have you been there? Yeah, a couple of times because it's it was right off the highway when you when I was driving down the Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I you know what really gave it its whole buzz I think was um, that movie you know with um, with uh, with with Lady Subli and um, um, the Garden of Midnight and Garden of Good, Good and Evil. Oh yeah, Remember yeah. That movie? I think I did see that movie. That really, that really created a great buzz for around Savannah, and then of course Paula Dean um, just made Savannah the sort of the, the butter capital of the universe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, butterball. The high fat, the, fa- the high <laughs> fat corn, corn thing. Right, where, where people go to to stuff their livers. <laughs> Right, and then stuff a coffin. Hello. Yeah. No, it's a fun, it's a fun city. I'm not knocking. I haven't been to Jacksonville. I can't say if I would like it or not. But um, I'm not. Um, a, it doesn't have it doesn't have much of a uh, gay vibe. Kidding? Me? It, no, it doesn't have much of a. I mean, it, again, it's like it probably has as much of a social life or nightlife as someplace like. Oh, oh! Don't make me! Don't make me! Let's see. Um, kind of like maybe Pleasanton, California. <laughs> okay. Fresno. It it has the essence of Fresno. Fresno. There's a, there's a good, that's a good analog for, for, for Jacksonville. Like, like by all means, it could be something, but just you know, fate hasn't blessed it yet. But the what? Fresno. What? I think it has potential, right? I don't know. I've never been there, but no, it looks depressing. It's in the it's in the in, it's in the state's Bible yeah. Bible Belt basically. So you'd have Christian mingle and some stuff like that. But yeah. not to hate on those people. But you know, it's like yeah. You know. Well, you know, I'm just curious of what the uh, is is there like a gay strip in Jacksonville, like a little town maybe, or is it just spread out? Um, there is. There's actually a, there's actually a gay uh, area, which is very nice. Oh, um, good. Oh, wow, that's surprising. It used to be a, a really very seedy uh, ghetto, but it, you know, a nice architecture, like craftsman, craftsman style, style homes, similar to California. Um, and now it's like the property values are are very high. People care for their homes, and it has a very, very high density of, of gay men and women. All right, so um, go Jacksonville. Change. I, I, my hopes have been been. Uh, Lift it, and I'm coming to visit Jacksonville. Yeah, we have we have one gay bar here. Okay, oh. so that that kind of says a lot, considering our population is a million. Yeah, we only have one gay bar. That's not really good. No, that's not good with the numbers, and that's because I don't feel like gay people that live here or that lived here maybe from the older guard really have a lot of pride and really support the community from within because a lot of them are still what did you say they're what i missed that they're in the closet oh they're in the closet because of the because of the political and uh environment yeah here, um there is a lot of that still around okay that sucks and so if i you know i'm not i'm not gonna like rock the boat and you know draw negative attention to myself but I try to carry the flame at least to people who are not 
out loud and proud because you know it's like this is how this is how the the urban gay community sort of builds upon itself and how it maintains and 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 you know establishes itself and gets a spot on um and so forth and, and it doesn't stay in the, in the shadows basically and that Jacksonville is, is still you know kind of in, Kind of back in the old days. Yeah. In terms of those things. All right. All right, Jacksonville. One, one uh, last message. Tony just texted. I wanted you to uh, dish. Get Patrick to dish backstage shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Backstage shenanigans during the Sick and Twisted plays. Yeah, like what could have gone on that was so bad? Oh. Was there some... All right, right, I'm just going to... What? What's the worst thing? Oh, look, we were tagged in the post by Tony. Oh, he's into this. God (laughs) damn it. You know, um, many of the Sick and Twisted members were kind of a... um, they were in the program. They were they were um, they were working a program of, of sobriety. Oh, good. And and I didn't know this at the time. I honestly did not know that. And I, it, it it was only until I found myself later in life in a similar constituency that I was able to not only identify that was the case, but um, appreciate it certainly for what it was. But here I was. Um, this. You couldn't have been the only one tweaking in that I whole wasn't, cap. I wasn't. I was not. But but let's face it. I was. I was like. I was sort of emblazoning it, and um, and they were trying to you know work their program, and and I can just remember some of the the leers that I get um, backstage and comments. And some people flat out hated my guts because um, because I you know I wasn't I wasn't clean and uh, I know um, you know the people that I befriended at that time were also not but um, and who cares who was and who wasn't it created this interesting tension um, which I didn't even I wasn't even conscious of because I, I didn't really know about it until at, way after the fact. And um, it just was interesting. And so I, so it, it being welcomed to this sort of fold of actors, um, I was only say partially welcomed because of my lifestyle, you know. And um, it was interesting. Yeah. Oh, Tony wanted a link. I just posted a link for him. <laughs> oh my God. I hope this doesn't kill him. I think what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Maybe he'll be released tomorrow. <laughs> All this effort um, just to listen to this shit show here. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so, b- besides that, though, what what actually happened backstage? Did did like people? I, let me. Um, when I think of like what could what what happens backstage? Well, there was just some, there was just some you know there was some drag queen drama for sure. Like fights. Um, there was um, just no. I don't recall any fights. But I'm sure that is part of the sick and twisted story backstage. I didn't witness anything myself, 
But um, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm definitely not. And I wish I was in a position to, um, you know, to be the authority on backstage dish. I mean, you always came across as professional when we were in like I think three productions together towards the end of the rain. You you got in early. And I always remember. I remember. No, I got in late. I actually got in late. Oh, did my, you? My, my, yes, my tenure with Sick and Twisted was was at its, you know, maybe popular popularity pinnacle, um, or you know, main, certainly you know when it, it encompassed a certain mainstream audience. But um, no, I, I definitely was not when it was, um, you know, at, at the beginnings. Yeah. I, we were in um the one together dressed to kill. Remember that one? <laughs> and uh, and the, that was done in through through like hole in the wall somewhere. <laughs> hole in the wall, yes. Like all the costumes basically were, you know, people's drag wardrobes basically and um yeah. And that show had I remember moments when there was a prop that was, you know, being discussed in the scene by actors, and the prop was just non-existent. <laughs> so oh yeah. Like I I remember <laughs> one backstage thing. I I actually with you actually I actually something I I did something <laughs> made something fall on your head like really hard just before you had to go out like it. Yeah, I forget what happened. Like something I did. I bumped into something and something moved and it hit your head, and. And I, I think I. Did, was, didn't blood come out or something? Like I, I came um, blood coming out of my head? I don't yeah. remember. I remember you looked at me like, what the fuck? I'm just about to go out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God. And then my job is also to turn on some light at the bed scene when um, Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> when Andy Dickinson is trying to write a note or something. And I forgot to do it. And then she's like trying to like turn on the light like four times. And then when she finally gives up, like, Five seconds later, the light goes the light on. <laughs> classic, yeah. classic stuff. Oh. Well, and also playing multiple roles. And sometimes, yes. you know, people would play characters that were male and then female, you know, and come, they would come on stage, you know, with the stains of makeup from when they yes. you know. Yeah, because you only have like three minutes to, to you know, <laughs> metamorphosize into the new character. Well, not to mention the, the fact that there was. A, Strong sense of sort of uh, attrition with you know actors that were cast. Um, so you know by the time the show actually went up, there would be roles that would be completely vacant that night, <laughs> and somebody would have to fill in. You know, and sometimes that involved a script or trying to hide a script <laughs> to actually get through the scene. You're going to be playing this, this, and this tonight. Oh, okay, you know. Um, did and, yeah, yeah did, and, and sometimes, mm -hmm. did, yeah, sometimes yeah, go ahead. Were like Sorry, I'm trying to absurdly, absurdly, you know, like protracted as a result of the fact that you know the actor just decided not to show up, or or they had relapsed, or who knows what. You know. in, in your youth, you you had devilishly good looks. Was did Tony favor you? Was for his leads? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly, I can't say. Um, <laughs> he says he's listening <laughs> right now. Hey, Tony. <laughs> he, Hi, Tony. He's tuned in to House Pride Radio, <laughs> and we love it. 
<laughs> so did people sleep with each other i don't recall ever oh there was that yeah there okay was that, sure. like who were the um, matchups who did, did you ever do it with tony <laughs> i never <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Um, He's saying, "Hey." <laughs> I, I, I think I, Tony. Are you there? He's listening. He, he's okay. listening. <laughs> um, you know, I think I probably I tried to sleep with all of the male cats. Oh, that's hot. Male, oh my god. Male actors on any cast, and that was just like kind of a given. Um, like Hecklina. Yeah. Um, actually, yes, and wow, I can't wow. believe I'm admitting to that, so, um, yeah. Who, who was the top in that one? That seems like an odd mix-up. Well, up. that's a good question, because I think we both tried, and, um, <laughs> and nothing came out. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like two, two magnets, the same ends, like, repelling it. Oh, right, they just repel each other, yeah. But we had a very, very, we had a very, very, um, you know, we had a good friendship, and, um, you know, I knew that he was a kind of a rising star, so I had to make sure that I wanted to keep on his better side. Um, <laughs> and then I think we should talk about Tranny Sat at some point. That's, that's when Hecklina was just getting that off the ground. Didn't we, we that's did a couple right. of numbers with her, like, hit me with love, uh, something with we Pat Benatar. and did, and, uh, and yes, that's right, and. That was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was. It really was. And I just was, I listened to Pat Benatar yesterday after we didn't get <laughs> moved to have a discussion with you. And I listened to you know some oh, of the songs. We yeah, what are the numbers that we performed. Hell, hell, hell is for children. We did with hell is for with, children. Yeah. With poopy diapers and like with poopy diapers. Yeah, yeah. we were the babies. And we, we were the children. Yes, and uh, she was the hellish lead. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stretch. <laughs> but um Be a good little boy and you'll get in the toil until grandma you fell off the swing. <laughs> There's one production in Sick and Twist I've always wanted wish I was had been in the city earlier to and that is I wish I was in the uh Poseidon Adventure uh production. It just looks yeah, off that, the wall. <laughs> that that seemed to have like really put the sick and twisted players on the map. Was that and, before uh, your time, or were you were you already? That was that was the that was the that was the yes that was the immediate epic before my time. Yes. Oh, boo! But you were in that huge one at the Women's Center, uh, the Linda Blair affair, and and that was. Um, I I I actually was not in it, but I was I. I it was a confab of all of. The uh, productions, you know, that Contrasted did involving Linda Blair, and she made a um, she made a guest cameo. She was no, she, she made a guest appearance after the show. She suffered she through died. like three hours of of that, and then came <laughs> came down sta stage and signed autographs. But no, I gave you. Remember, weren't you the judge because I couldn't do it? I just couldn't do that scene, and I gave it to you or something. I remember you. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. I think I had a line or something. Yeah. yeah, you were like that judge in the um, trial, if you remember. Oh, but I, I don't remember even what play it was. I mean, what yeah. what um, show? Uh, I don't either. It, it was it. It couldn't have been Exorcist. I don't know. No, but I do. I do. It really, really sort of uh, inspired a, a a new interest, newfound interest in in, 
in, in uh, Linda Blair's uh, videography, having never heard some of the titles of the movies that she yeah. made. So, I think there was like, like my Heat name. or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And what are you doing? Getting high and smoking drugs. <laughs> I think yeah. that was one of her lines. <laughs> yes. It was like about an all all female prison and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, and then there was roller boogie, and we all were roller skating. Oh, good times, good <laughs> right, times. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Should like check somebody, and you know, like they fall off the off the rink or whatever. Yeah. It's a very violent movie, you know. <laughs> you know, this is before PG thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Enter at your own risks. Um, just so many good memories. And, uh, you know, God, geez, I don't know. I I can't think of any, that essence that does not exist, as far as I know, I mean, anymore. In, uh, I know. Well, if you think about it, if I may, may make a, a, a cultural, a sociocultural state, uh, comment here, this juncture um yes theater live theater itself is becoming a you know kind of a dying trade kind of a dying art form because um i don't think we'll ever die but that's being replaced by things that are all like, basically by digital media you know when you don't even need actors you can make them oh yes you know? that's the, right that's the future yeah um but yeah, I mean, theater itself, like play acting and play culture and play theater, you know, those are all just, those are all things that I think we have a sense of, but people, you know, in their millennial years have absolutely no sense of, you know. Um, even just really common acting or, you know, theater, theater terms, you know, um, doesn't really even doesn't even really uh, register for people in their late teens and twenties now. Well, we lived it, Patrick. We were part of it. That's right. Um, you know, tail end for me, but you know, that's enough. Take what I can get, and I real that was just a very special time. Uh, again, let's uh, do a shout out to Tony. I don't know if he's still listening, but. Um, uh, Hi Tony, I miss you. I hope you're doing okay. Yeah. Call me when you can. <laughs> call yeah, call Patrick and uh you're always welcome, Tony, on House of Pride Radio when you get out of the hospital. Reach out and uh, we'll do it up here. Uh sending out love and well wishes to you. I think it's time to wrap it up, my friend. It's been a pleasure yeah. talking to you and reminiscing about the good old days yeah. in San Francisco. And Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, I, we'll go out with one dance song and uh, call it a day. Uh, but come on back another time whenever you'd like. And uh, I will do. All right. You take care, honey. Thanks. Bye. Thank bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of House of Pride in the can. Thank you so much for joining in today. Come on back next. Thursday, our new new day, new time. Thursdays, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then. You all take care. Bye-bye.
Oh, yes, the heartache of not being with your man. But I'm happy to say that I do believe we have live on the air with us the singer of that new retake on I Can't Stand the Ring, the one and only, the iconic Debbie Holiday. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Hi. Hi. I haven't seen you in way too long. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to House of Pride. Welcome back. How, how are you doing over there? I am fantastic. I am so happy with this new single. I am happy and loving every mix, working with Matt Consola, working with Swishcraft, working with Russ Rich. Oh, it's just it's too much fun. Yes. it's uh, Folks, it's uh, a retake on the classic I Can't Stand the Ring, and it is grooving. I uh, just purchased it to show my support. I know I could have gotten it for free, but folks listening to that, and if you're a fan of Debbie's, go to your favorite um, distribution site and support your artist and download the songs. There's a bunch of, how many remixes are there? Well, right now I'm, for some reason, hold on a second, put you on speaker because I all of a sudden couldn't hear you. Ah. Um, (laughs) So far we have six, with I believe six more coming. Awesome. Yes. So lots, lots of flavors. Lots of flavors. You know, dance music, you better have some flavor in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fierce. And uh, you can't go wrong with Swish Craft, Matt Consola. He is on point. And of course... Always on point. So great to work with. Yes, and of, and of course you're back collaborating with uh, Russ Rich. Uh, so you're... Yes. You guys, are, you guys are working it for us. We love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, it's been... You know, after you know the the the, the two years we don't speak of, yes, um, the black, <laughs> the the void, <laughs> the vortex. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just so great to be back, and it's great to be performing live. I performed it live now two or three times, and it's just it's so fun. And I I have a Tina Turner tribute band. Yes, you so do. It made, it made a lot of sense for me to sing. I can't stand the rain. <laughs> I mean, what would have been the second choice? That that song, yeah definitely is a contender for a 2022 23 rehash re re it's always been such a great song i think eruption did it first then i think so too yeah, yeah. i think so uh yeah whoever wrote that song it's just one of those songs that just uh you know reverberates through the generations <laughs> and now we've got a yeah, fresh take <laughs> There is something about that kind of a rhythm. It's that it's a little funky, you know. Don't mm-hmm. it's just you know it always feels to get good to get funky. Yes, yeah, and it's there, it's like it's just like R R and B qualities in there. There's like some suffering going on and longing and it's, it's exactly. Yeah. And we can all relate to that. Oh God, yes, yes, okay. heart heartache. Not a good thing, so but longing, so longing. <laughs> oh, good Lord, but yeah, wow. It's already debuted on our top 30 chart this week at a very respectable uh, number 19, actually a high debut. So you're, you're already in the top 20. It's, you're going places. <laughs> um, Thank you. You know, I, didn't, I just saw that, and I had no idea. So I'm super happy and uh, very proud to be uh, in the top 20 with Pride Radio. Yeah, um, you know, well-deserved. Um, Thank you. What what you got going for us fans? Are, are you have some gigs coming up? Are you still doing the Tina Turner tribute this uh, 
I'm up to so many things, you know. <laughs> I went, you know, after everything opened back up, I think I, I went from, uh, you know, zero to a thousand, not even zero to 60. Um, so New Year's Eve, I will be in Key West um, for the CNN Sushi Shoe Drop. Say that fast twice. Oh um, uh, so I'll be in Key West on New Year's Eve, and then I'll be uh, in Vermont uh, for winter rendezvous uh, in January, and yes, I have a new EP coming out in June. That will be my rock stuff, and yeah, there will also be Tina Turner shows coming up. Um, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> Yay! You, are, it's great to see all the artists back in the game, isn't it? Yeah. I, you know, I have forgotten how wonderful it is. The joy that you know you miss when you don't gather. You know, when you don't yeah. gather and celebrate life together. And I've really been enjoying that. So, yeah, it's, um, it's wonderful to look out. And, you know, it's always great to look out and see a sea of uh, shirtless men. Never bothers me. <laughs> Never. Never, ever. Yes. I... <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how, you know, how old were you when you got started, when you knew that you had that gift, the singing gift? Uh, Something well, voiced? it kind of, I didn't really have much of a choice because my father was a successful songwriter. Put a little love and, in your heart. He put a little yes. love in your heart. <laughs> yes. Put a little, so at a very put a little music age, in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So at a very young age, even just sing, walking around the house singing out here, you flat. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that's like valuable, you know, yeah. honest, yeah. you know, teaching going on there. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So I would get, you know, he would drag me over to the piano and say, like, this is what you should be hitting. And so I, I learned it quickly and he, probably at like five, six, seven. Oh, that's really like prodigy age. Uh, was he was your dad um, was good on the keys? Is that how he wrote his music? He was. Yeah. He was um, my um, not my birth mother, but the woman I grew up with. His wife was actually a concert pianist. Ooh. And she taught him, and he took that and turned it into... So, yes, I, there was nothing but music in my house. I tried to avoid it. I was going to be a ballerina, you know. And uh, I got my first guitar, and it was all over. Also, the you got bit by the bug when, with the guitar. I bit. Yeah. Because, you know, we always try to not emulate our parents, right? Right. Like, There's that... this way. Yeah. 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 So, I tried Right of passage but, yeah. to, like, do the absolute right? opposite. <laughs> Uh, but it caught me. It caught up with me. Yeah. So the gene was in you. Like it, that That creative gene was part of, you discovered when you had, was it an electric guitar or acoustic? It was an acoustic guitar. Oh. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, like one of those typical stories. Like I got my first guitar at a pawn shop and I, <laughs> I brought it home and fell in love. <laughs> Started writing your own songs. Is that right? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, at a very young age. I was in my so, first band when I was 15. What, what would have been your influences for songwriting back at that early, tender age? Well, um, it was kind of all over the place, and I think half of it just to annoy the heck out of my father. I, I was into some pretty like heavy rock, um, and um, I, I would go back and forth. I would sing like Aerosmith <laughs> and... Then I'd go sing Barbra Streisand. Oh, cool. Like Stony, so, Stony End or something? <laughs> yeah, well, I just tried to, like, you know, learn all different kinds. Of course, Rita Franklin. And my all-time favorite, um, people are sometimes surprised, is David Bowie. Number one, oh, cool. 100% David Bowie. 
What song is your favorite or one of your favorite by him? My favorite David Bowie song, Hands Down. And it's, ooh, even just starting to say the name of it makes me cry. Five years. Oh, oh I have to re-familiarize myself with that. What is it about it's, that song? That... Um, it's this story that he tells that if you really listen to the lyrics, he's walking through what I believe are the streets of New York and he's telling a story and um, there are five years left to live and he's talking about um, his experiences and um, what he wants everyone to, to become, to laugh, to smile. To, it's, it's, it's a very slow song that builds and builds and it's one of my favorite songs to sing as well. Oh, nice. So you, it's part of your repertoire when you're live it is it is most definitely part of my repertoire absolutely awesome. yeah both awesome. both when i sing to tracks and with my band like you're gonna be in my band you're gonna learn five years yeah <laughs> so you're, you're running a band <clears throat> Jeez, that is a lot of logistics two bands, two bands? oh my two goodness bands. two bands yes that... i also have my queens and kings of rock that's a five piece and my tina turner tribute band that's a 10 piece wow yeah yeah, mm -hmm. I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're back in you're back in the game, full throttle boogie, and we couldn't be happier, uh, folks. A uh, lot of, lot of uh, opportunities to check out Debbie. Um, where where can we go to stay abreast or everything? Your webpage or? I am just relaunching debbieholiday.com. Until then, Instagram, that, that should be ready in about two weeks. Okay. Um, and then um, I am very active on Facebook still. I, I talk to a lot of people there. Not on my, pers on my personal page, on my fan page, I don't so much. Um, and Instagram, of course. And I will not add TikTok. And I will not. <laughs> I got, it's a no more. I'm, and I'm off Twitter. A lot of people so, have been you know. saying that, yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Adios. That's all we need to say is adios. <laughs> well, let's uh, <laughs> let's end the show. My show ends in five minutes uh, with uh, some more of your newest release, folks. It's out on Swishcraft. Say that three times. Uh, label, which right. is the Mac and Solo label. He's formerly from San Francisco, now up in the Northwest, I think, in Seattle. Um, yes. He's been knocking it out of the ballpark with his releases. He has French, French Jolet, a couple songs from, and so on and so on, all sorts of ones. Now he's focused his label with De Russ Rich and Debbie Holiday for a marvelous retake of I Can't Stand the Ring. Go out and get it today. We're going to play it right now. Debbie, it's been a really delightful and surprising uh, interview with you. I wasn't expecting it. Thank you for being av available. And uh, come on back anytime. <laughs> I had a blast. And you literally, it's you. You had perfect timing. I, you caught me right in the middle of a break. And I'm going to go back into editing a video right now. So perfect. Is it for, <laughs> for this single or is it a different video? It is for my Tina Turner tribute. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We All just, right. We just did a huge show and we're, we've got lots of footage to choose that we'll give to our editor. So, yeah. So perfect timing on your part. And it's so good to hear your voice. Thank you. Likewise. We'll chat more in the future, in the near future. Okay. All right. You take Love care. You. Love you. Bye-bye. Take care. Ah, oh, thank Bye. you. Bye.
Oh, yeah, that's I Can't Stand the Ring by Debbie Holiday. What a pleasure to have her on live with us on House of Pride Radio. Uh, before we go, though, I want to do a shout-out to a wonderful place I had a haircut last week. Uh, do a shout-out to Charisma, which is located on, I actually don't know. Let me ask one of the uh, stylists. Hi, 